We're live? Now. We're live? It's time. That voice you're hearing, Eric Rediger, on Sweat Equity Podcast, your entrepreneurial business advice with some sloppy dick jokes. Very sloppy. I'm your host, Law Smith. We're about that hashtag girthy ROI, hashtag 69B2B. Help businesses that help you. You get it back in that 69 kind of yin-yang way. Uh, and hashtag sweat equity pod. Yeah. Get the conversation going on all our, uh, comment on our stuff. We don't care. Give a rate review on uh, pie, um, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, I don't think you can, you might be able to review. I don't know, I, I don't ever you, use Spotify, so. You can, you can share it, yeah, you're an Apple Music guy. Well, that's the one I'm paying for, buddy. I'm gonna, they seem to have everything. I'm going to trim down the sponsors, because we have sponsors for the show, but uh, it kind of eats up a little bit too much time in the front. If you want the links to these uh, sponsors, they'll be in the episode description. Grasshopper is your business phone line. Uh, if you have a Google voice number, you're a jabroni. Get a real business line with uh, at trygrasshopper.com forward slash sweat. You get $50 off. Next sponsor is FreshBooks. Uh, if you're using Xero, X-E-R-O, or using QuickBooks, you're, again, you're in the Drabroni zone. I'm a little hoarse right now. You can hear my voice going in and out. Uh, GoFreshBooks.com forward slash sweat. It'll get you a discount off your FreshBooks account. Do your accounting. Do your invoicing. You can do all your expenses. And here's the real big thing that it's not in the copy, but it's uh, direct deposit next day. Ooh. Look, some so of these, th- some of them have this way of, of holding your money for seven days. Yeah. Seven business days, which is like, that's more than a week. Oh, they're doing that. They just, they get that little bit of extra money in their, in their account and they collect that interest for two days and they just, when you do it for millions of people, it adds up. Hey, yeah, and I, I, I lob the convenience fee over on them for that transactional cost because it'll be about two. Everything's all of them are standard at two point five or higher percent uh, to do a transaction or invoice. So put that on the client or embed that in the cost if you really want some good advice. There you go, right um, off the bat. Yeah, uh, and Warby Parker, WarbyParkerTrial.com forward slash swipe. Get five pairs of glasses or sunglasses with prescriptions in them. Try them at home. If they can fit my horse head, they can fit yours. And uh, that is warbyparkertrial.com forward slash sweat. Go on our episode description if you want to link. And look, we don't have a promo code, so if you link, if you got to hit that link, and you got to go through once you hit that link. So if you go to it, get ADD, try to go back to that link, or else it won't work. Yeah, well, if they've got ADD, good luck. I'm just saying, man. That might stick with you because that was a weird kind of way of telling everybody, but uh, let's get weird. let's get the show started. Oh, okay. What about my sweat equity? Put on my Warby Parkers. Oh, you're smart now. I look smart. I only got them for meetings. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's, they, there's not even glass in here. I know. Well, there's glass, but it's not prescription glass. Well. It's like plastic that you get it's, cups yeah. out of. It's plastic because I'm, I'm clumsy. Yeah. Well. Uh, what is it with, uh, like, we both have uh, younger kids each, two each, and, uh, and what is their obsession with? taking your glasses and fucking them up 
Oh, I don't know. My kids don't really mess with my glasses too much. Really? You have no. sweet kids? Well, no, they mess up other stuff, just not like the what? glasses. I don't <laughs> name it. Look around. You came into my house. Jeez, this place is a walking disaster zone. Our makeshift. Well, I thought that was uh, your guard dog, Polly. Uh, but we're in the makeshift sweat lodge. He's part of the problem, the, for sure. <laughs> until we find the new home. Uh, I, I, I got cocky and thought, you know, we'd be in WeWork uh, as a new studio office. And, man, that is uh, – <laughs> oh, I need to show you how big. I, I, they're like, you can take a video. I was like, I don't need to, of, of the layout of uh -huh. one of them. So they just opened in uh, in, ta in downtown Tampa. So There's it's a, like a shared office space idea, right? It's the, they are like the premier co-working space. Now their angle is interesting, and I talked to a lot of people about uh, if they actually. So their angle is their big sell is you'll meet a lot of people. We have free beer for happy hour. My head immediately went to uh, what? I won't ever use that. Like right. I'll leave as soon as I'm done. Yeah, that's the last thing I want to do. So that's the ruse, right? So it's like. I think maybe in some areas, I think if when it started, it was a lot more startup incubator kind of people. Mm -hmm. And now it's really like, you know, you might have a Microsoft office that is in your city and they just need a makeshift one until they have a bigger office or something. Right. Right. And so it's more of like those guys are taking a bigger office, like, like, like more legit, more established businesses. And the I'm like, I don't think this is going to. Now, I thought it'd be a good idea to pick off maybe specialists for digital uh -huh. because if they have a you can rent a desk you can rent an office and the but the offices are it's like uh i used to work for solo salon studios which is a salon suite concept for this doesn't help all the guys that listen to this episode uh basically it could be anything it could be any sort of sort of franchise idea like you have your own little spot you have a well when i when i did the studio salon studio system the the franchise i was with the the whole franchise system basically they're like the best at it uh, in their category but they would tell stylists run your own salon we'll take the overhead out of it and you know you can do it in under 100 square feet and you can so you can get three people in there kind of or you can get four humans in one of those uh -huh. And have a fine salon and not have to have a whole big one where you need to hire a receptionist, all that shit. And so it's like they looked at what Sola was doing. I know they, this probably didn't happen, but they basically – the reason this, this got in my head was when I used to have to do the salon leases, right? Mm -hmm. Salon studio leases. You try to sell the one that has the load-bearing post in it first. <laughs> What do you mean? Because that's the hardest one to get leased. Like literally in the load bearing of like the there's building. gonna be yeah there's gonna be one that's gonna have like it's not they're not gonna be it's, a perfect square. Oh, it's gonna be like the shitty spot. Yeah. Okay. So you sell the you sell the worst one first, right? If you okay. have all if you're doing I'm sure you do this with offices like bigger offices or you do this with there's a version of this in uh in like anything that's just brand new and you gotta you gotta get people in there mm -hmm. right yeah. you're trying to get rid of the the worst one first. Right. Like that's the first one she showed me. I was like, why'd you show me this one? Yeah. I know these tricks. Yeah. I might have said that in the room too. I was like, well, I appreciate you showing me the one that has uh, like unusable space. Basically. Anytime I'm getting sold something, <laughs> I'll call them out. I'm like, I know you're, what you're going to well, say. They, so I'm going to show Are you. Are you going to tell me why I might need this? <laughs> I want now? you. I want to. So there was like, so they have little spaces that were like, you can fit it. They go by desk. It's kind of clever. They go. You can rent a one desk, a two desk mm -hmm. kind of unit, which is like they already have desks in there, so it's kind of like I bet most people are like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't need to. 
when I look, it, it reminded me of being in a dorm and like you had like your loft, you had to like make a loft in your dorm to right. make space to work. Yeah. I walked by like four miserable people in the dark, like, uh, they look, they could have been doing work or they could have been programmers, but it, they were like, it's two people like back to back to back kind of thing. Ugh. It's just like it was a bummer. It was like a computer lab in uh, college back in the day. But it is That's kind of like. their permanent area, right? Like you, you rent a, it. You've got a mailing you address. Go yeah. Kind of, okay, so you it's can not go. Like... You can go in whenever you want. It, it, I asked about for if we were to use it for this show. It gets a little tricky because it's like it, you and I would have a pass, and then it's like anybody else. It, it'd be kind of a pain in the ass, I think. So oh, like just bringing new people into the building to like give access. So if we had John Ugh. Paul come in and produce a lot, it's like we'd have to figure out like almost you ever do this when you're younger, when you went to the movies, you had a bunch of buddies to go see Mortal Kombat or something, or something good or whatever, or I mean, you know, whatever Titanic. Um, and you, uh, you two guys buy tickets and then you, you go back out. Get the two studs, sure, yeah. bring a buddy in, and then you just keep doing With, that. like, wristbands to concert sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah, almost like a daisy chain of just sneaking your, your friends in. Yeah. Uh, and so we would have to kind of do something like that if we had – you can't fit that many but people we're not in there. special? We don't get special treatment, though? We can't just get – No. We can't just treat us special? Okay, fine. Well, no, well they, were, they were treating me special because they were – they got the – I think the tour guide got the image that I wasn't um, – uh, an attorney or like you know super professional uh-huh <laughs> oh, i wonder um, where you got that image uh maybe I, you know what i did i asked they they uh i never do this usually but you know when you go to a meeting and they're like do you want any coffee or water i took the water oh, shouldn't have done power that power move no i shouldn't have done it why you never take it i thought you always take it i thought you never take it well we've got that. a problem we've here got, i'm gonna have to, gonna have to look that up later fucking wrong here meeting coffee maybe it's when you're being held hostage you always take the food or water to show them you're not scared oh okay that but that, really is it any different it's not any different i i was scared um there you go i mean we were we were pretty high up there we we're on like the 18th floor or something um, oh i didn't realize it's in a, a it's skyscraper in a, it's in a refurb building yeah, you dropped me off right there oh that was the building okay. yeah mm-hmm yeah, it's a it's an older building that that they basically well they got a good deal on it. I pictured like a yeah like an old port building. So that's the allure. Like they what they did in Chicago when I first heard about them like maybe ten years ago, and they have a mural of that Jordan poster, but it's like a cool artsy one. It's mm-hmm. so I'll I'll find that too. But it's, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have yeah. a painting that I I did based off of that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, my house. yeah. I forgot about that. Um. So what's it called? But it's like. They can get away with the hipster kind of ish, you know the the millennial, yeah. Like they can get away with being in a bad building right. that they refurb. Like the parts they have are good, but uh, and then there was like parkings, like Ugh. we don't really have it, and it's like, <laughs> well, oh, shit, you can't downtown drive parkings. Down. Like I, I could walk, but it was still like if anybody was going to come over, there, oh, it was no, a pain in the ass. Yeah, so, fuck that. So it was um, a pain in the ass down in Ebor. Yeah, having to run down, let people. Which in. is like our little bar area of Tampa, and that's overgrown in in the four years that I had the office there. And uh, you know, there's some other options we've got around town. There's there's a lot of co working spaces, and I and if you're in, you most people are not in the Tampa Bay area. There's a bunch of options now if you're in any kind of city. Yeah, it's definitely like a thing. 
might not be WeWork, but right. it's but not I that hard to like. Look, I'm going to show you a video of, of the room that they're like, you can take video of it. I'm like, there's no way I'm getting it at this price, but I want you to guess how much uh, this costs per month. All right. And this is good. It's good podcasting. It's real quick. It's a real quick video. video. Okay. That is about a, I don't know, 20 by 20 room tops. Not mm -hmm. even 10 by. Okay. <laughs> that I'm going to guess. It's a four uh, You're asking me because it's something outrageous, so I'm going to guess it's okay. higher. I'm okay. going to say 3200 a month. Oh, you went prices right too low, but you, you'd win. Uh, uh, it's 4500 uh, <laughs> uh, For a four desk, as they call it, and then it's like... I wonder what that, that office space is going to be next when they go out of business. No, I bet I bet they, I bet people take it. You might for like lawyers and stuff. No, no, no. Like, not, I don't. I mean, I don't know what else. Who's going to be throwing around that kind of money and doesn't have their own place? Um, it just seems high. I think all. contingency. I think when you're like a huge conglomerate kind of company that like they just need something temporary, but this or they need to look a little bit more prestigious than they might be too. Yeah. Or international businesses too when they need an office. Yeah. But I mean, don't people and know get, that it's like a shared space sort of thing? And but you get access to the other WeWorks around the country. So if you were if you were a group that is in a lot of cities and needs to post up, that is a huge advantage, I would say. When yeah. I was traveling a lot, like when I was doing stand up and and uh, working and having to go on the road for both, that would have been awesome. Where I could get out of the shitty hotel I was staying in, uh, excuse me, motel, and uh, wherever I was getting booked for stand up or the bad hotel I was put in for work, uh, whatever it was, and then be able to have a space to go to. Yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess. That would be advantageous, I would say, if you're if you're traveling like that and you work for a small business. For this though, it's like there's no way. I mean, it's just an interesting model. I bet they I bet they fill it up. Um, and look, if they have to do what we did with Sola, the you just. You can lower the price that first year, get it occupied, and you'll pretty much you can just raise it up. Yeah, I mean, over time. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. There's already there's a whole other set of offices. That was one half. There's already a whole other set that were full. I was gonna say it looked like huge. there's people already in there. Yeah. So <sighs> fun times. Are people that desperate. You know, it just seems like how is it easier to do that than just go look for your own little tiny office. Um, in an industrial park. That well, the, might not I mean, look great. again, the sell is that you're going to be around a lot of movers and shakers, you know? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just seems like a place for lonely people. Well, that's what they're selling. I mean, that look, that's why podcasts are intriguing. Ooh, we are we kind of offset in the frame here? Yes, we are. It's All been right. like that the whole time. I mean, you can see it very clearly. Okay. Well, you know, I'm I'm vamping. Oh, you're in the zone. I'm right? <laughs> I'm vamping. Um, I'm sharing this on Facebook so we have a watch party going. Oh, okay. If anybody's had to do any video, yeah, get away from me a little bit. Sorry, I just I was trying to. Trying I don't to know get what it. I was trying to do. I was playing that uh, '90s R&B before you got here. Yeah, love, what's up with love that? Making you were trying to bang me or something? It was just the next thing that we had on our Sonos. The playlist that I had was a '90s playlist going. Was that for you and the misses? It's for the whole family, baby. <laughs> Everybody loves it. Return of the Mac. Together. I like the breakdown. The breakdown in between the Boys to Men song. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like that shit just doesn't fly anymore. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know why. 
So, anyways, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? I'm sharing. I'm sharing this. No, look, man, this isn't a show where you come in and you go, "Hey, let's look at two guys doing Facebook." <laughs> well, I mean, well, look, I'm sharing it as we're going. I'm telling the story. Don't get all uh, radio. We're about a little radio silent. Um, Fine, I'll just sit here quietly then. See how that goes. I, well, I want to make fun of the Irishman because we haven't gotten to to make fun of that yet. Oh yeah, and just how bad of a movie that is. Well, I mean, I go back and forth here, and here's something that kind of you can extrapolate into kind of the business world a little bit. Where, you know, when you have an opinion on something, is it really your opinion? Dig. So I know what you're gonna say. So it's like, all right. So I did. I I didn't love it. I thought it was a B. B minus movie. I'm the same way. I wasn't like, oh man, it was amazing. Part of me gets derailed though, because like it was immediately like anybody I told, except for you, really. Uh, everybody I told was like, either you're a hater, like because there was already that out there, right? Because it's easy to hate when sure. something big like that's out there, or, or like, but maybe. I liked it because the nostalgia of me liking Scorsese movies and all those actors and well, stuff. Well, sure. I mean, it, I think nostalgia. You're not a hater a big... when you bring evidence of why it sucks, like Robert De Niro puttering around like he's this badass. Well, the shopkeeper scene where he horrible he takes. The... <laughs> how did they let that fly? So no, but how many people are working on this movie that somebody's like he wasn't even close? Could have used an edit. It's three and a half hours long. Maybe a, maybe a half second edit. When all right, so. It, it, People, if you haven't seen it, it's not going to spoil it because you're going to see it and you're probably going to be like, did that was, <laughs> did, did he, this just morph into to wrestling for a him? minute? Is, like, he is he supposed to be hurting him or threatening him with what could happen? It looked like 90s wrestling, the way that fight scene uh, or the the bashing scene. So he, right. he De Niro's like daughter uh, gets scolded or gets reprimanded by her shopkeeper uh, employer. Uh -huh. um, she's like a little girl, like 12 or something. And so he's like, what, what? And he's, and he takes her down there and pulls the guy out and then is supposed to beat him up. But De Niro's, he's a little long in the tooth in real life. <laughs> he's like 72. Dude, yeah. And he's not moving so well. Like he's supposed to be 45, <laughs> I think, something like that. When he's going to throw, get rid of the guns and he tries to throw them into the river, he can't even like... Throw, he can't even lift his arm up above his shoulder. Like, it was just like, oh, he's like barely getting those off. Well, like, I feel like yeah. a lot of old Italian guys, I think of um, uh, Lou uh, from College Game Day. Uh, <laughs> Lou Brown? <laughs> no. Uh, what? God damn it. What's the old guy on College Game Day? Oh, Lou Holtz? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not on there anymore. Well, he was he the used worst. To be. Um, I didn't know there was any other Lou's. Game Day. Uh, oh, maybe it's not Lou. God, yeah. my brain's not working. I got a migraine. Uh, for what? Cool sinuses. Thanks a lot, Very cool. God. Um, I'm gonna put it in college game day crew. It'll come up. So, uh, Lee Corso. That's what I meant. Oh. So I noticed he's like an old Italian guy that doesn't know how to wave to people. He, he waves like this. <laughs> yes, I've seen. And that. there's like there's uh -huh. like an old Italian and like it's not effeminate, but it's like. A limp I don't know how to do this new age waving bullshit. <laughs> right, and I feel like when he's throwing the guns in, he's doing it like, like he's shucking from the hip a little bit, like, 
Without moving his elbows, it's all wrists. He was doing it like somebody who ate some food that they didn't want to eat and was just trying to get rid of it real quick to the dog. <laughs> yeah. It was like this little like underhanded flip that was just like, I think that's all he's got. I don't think he's got anything left in the tank. He so bring any gas. So in that shopkeeper scene, he's like clearly like his he's supposed to stomp on this guy, and it looks like eighties wrestling, like nineteen eighties wrestling, where they're so far away from them. Wasn't even close. Or the first Rocky, if you watch the fight scenes, were really bad. <laughs> Um, they're like they're so far away from the, the person that they're supposed to be hitting, and I'm like, how did this get through? Dude, it's crazy, and it's a three and a half hour long. Movie. It's 160 million dollars. Like, I I don't understand what Scorsese gets with the three plus hour. It's like to me that's a negative. Like you're doing these super. They're, he had these all these long drawn out super slow mo. Well, that's thing. how he does. He's that's his style. I'd say sure, but there was a lot of it that it was just like. Could've like the good, that. good fellas from that. outside to inside when they're bringing the table in that, you know, there's yeah, they go sure. through the kitchen like those long no cut. Yeah, that's those that's are kind of different. But this is not long. This is not actors doing an amazing job in a scene. This is just people where they're actually only filming two seconds and they're going at nine thousand frames per second and then they can take and make it thirty seconds yeah. of nothing happening. Everybody liked a, a, a demure Pesci. I don't like it. I don't like a, a reserved Pesci. Uh, I think that look. I think the weird. acting was better. No, he, he looked like the. He looked like an old lady to me. Right. Like, yes. For whatever with those glasses on. With the glasses, he looked like the old Navy lady from the old Navy commercials in the nineties. I don't remember that. Oh man, I'm gonna pull that up. You're gonna be like, wow. Um, but yet he looked like. Kind of an old transvestite. Yeah, well, I kept being like, wait, is that old person makeup? Is that what they look like actually now? Are they trying to make them look young? What is happening? Yeah. You don't remember this lady? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's who he does look like, yes. <laughs> uh, what What is her name? Carrie uh, Donovan. Gonna know. No, I think she was like an old celebrity Big that old, yeah. they brought back Black for those classes. ads. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things where... <laughs> uh, the other uh, Sebastian Maniscalco is the best thing in the movie. Uh, yeah, well, Crazy Joe Gallo is yeah. his name. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Don Rickles played by Jim Norton. Both that he fucking nailed it. Did not even pay attention to that being Jim Norton. You didn't know that was. I him. wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that's Rickles. He's oh, supposed wow. to, and he was like a like Rickles was like his mentor in a way. I think or like he had like some weird connection with him. Oh, with Norton. Yeah. Uh, like, well, yeah, they're the fucking ultimate ball busters. It's just gnarliest my dad, of each generation. My dad saw Rickles in Vegas. He was like, that guy is the, it's amazing how many he's just riffing off. Oh. But uh, it, I thought that was done so well. Uh, I think it overshadowed me with the rest of the movie. Yeah. I, yeah, the Sebastian Maniscalco part is definitely perfect. It's just, he's the perfect guy for that part but it was it was a lot of drawn out shit with not a lot of payoff well yeah i, I was gonna say. say at the same time i liked it but i could they have just pulled all that out i think they probably could have yeah. there's a lot of stuff where it's like you're just doing it to make it a big thing my overall criticism is like true detective season two <sighs> in that it's not as good as the first season but it's still better than almost 99 percent of what's out there I don't know. Season two was bad. It's three good. I haven't watched it. One good. Uh, but th but I'm saying like it's still good. But it, it it's so, it was so close to season one, and they rushed it. You could tell. I mean Vince Vaughn, that whole thing. I, I love Vince Vaughn. I know, but I I didn't. I, I thought it was just the worst. He wasn't believable. 
like he was supposed to be a badass and it was just like eh, i don't know I th- yeah i think it was kind of ruined it for I me i think the editing with his whole storyline was rushed it felt like mm, maybe but the season two was definitely. I'm saying, but it's still better than like almost everything I watch. I'd Maybe. Say. I don't know. There's so much good shit out there, though. There is, but Netflix, I mean, they, they put out a lot of dog shit, too. Oh, for sure. They're like, well, what are uh, people interested in? And this is when you go, and this is kind of business meets uh, creative, where you go, do we give the people what they want or we tell, or do we push what we think is good? Right. And Netflix is totally kind of, at one point, catered to just. Almost idiocracy, basic like need, like wants. It's like I saw like a documentary about puppies, and it's just literally just like puppy. I wouldn't call it puppy porn because that wouldn't. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. just like it's just like it's not even you a documentary. Like I put it yeah. on. I was like, I'm gonna see what this is about. Yeah, it was just like they put a lot of bad British stuff on there that we will watch and take. Well, they do have the accents, so right. Maybe we have it's good. It's low self esteem, so that's playing to that. Like we're like, well, they're better than us, so. But you know, I think percentage wise, the British shit is there's much worse British TV than there is American TV. Well, yeah. Ratios wise, I mean, volume wise, you know, America puts out a ton of it, so there's you know that, but. I mean, in Bollywood, Bollywood has shit. the oh, highest well, percentage because they still yes. dance after every movie. Or, right. You know, that, after every movie, after every would, scene. That would throw me off. Yeah. yeah everything's a musical? No thanks. <laughs> now, yeah, Korean movies, that's when you're getting really hardcore, like, <laughs> uh, dark. Oh, yeah. Have you ever watched any, like... Human Centipede. Is that Korean? I don't know. I think it's that's, the first I think that that's Swedish, I want to say. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You never watched the original Old Boy? No. Uh, that one is worth watching. It's be- one of the best revenge movies, of all- probably the best revenge movie of all time. And it's really, still really fucked up. Is it like Korean is English subtitles? Yeah, but you don't need, it's not that much reading. <laughs> it's No, it's a lot of, the, the one fight scene with a hammer is like, this uh, guy, like. Fight scene with a hammer, I'm sold. It, he basically, the first, the beginning of the movie is like, he's in a, a weird uh jail prison like but it's in an apartment that he's trapped in Mm. and he just he just it's like a montage of him working out over years and like you know just teaching himself how to fight right every day style so just basically think about yourself like uh uh, (laughs) i've seen rocky four i know what it looks like no i was thinking about um like i think we all have that fantasy i think we're all interested in the um uh castaway Kind of, or you're stuck in a cabin by yourself. I'll call it a fantasy, but it's not like something that's super fun. You don't even know how hard I'm working. I'm like, come back and burst onto the scenes and whoop your ass. But like, what would you do if you're stuck in an apartment, a small apartment for years? Oh, and you get gassed every now and again. You can't help it. Like this music would come in and and they would gas and they'd pass out and they'd clean the place up and like, you know. So not like getting tired gassed. Yeah, like knockout gas. Yes, but different t- terminology. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like... Poisonous gas. I, this all comes back to kind of working, because I've been... I'm, I'm going to dovetail this. WeWork does have that feature. <laughs> I've been... uh your gas I've been on a good work tear, like, the last 72 hours. I've been kind of going ham, and a lot of it's in the organizational area. Like, all right, I've been putting off trying to sync... Contacts from iCloud, uh, my Gmail, and uh, Outlook. That is a 
fucking huge pain in the ass. I didn't realize it. Yeah. Because it's all different people. Yeah. And then they all don't talk to each other really well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then I added a fourth dimension, which if you go to LinkedIn, here's kind of pragmatic advice for people. Well. You can export all your contact. If you sync everything. So if you do the integration where you can go, hey, have access to my uh, Gmail uh, so you can pull in all my contacts. You know, you can do that with Facebook too. Mm-hmm. They kind of ask you a billion times, hey, do you want to add your contacts so you can find more friends? You know, so we can get more of your information. Exactly. So it's another integration, another thing. Uh, but if I'm when I'm I'm in the mode where I'm uh, in a B two B kind of sales list area where I'm trying to make like look at all all the accounts I've had over f- the last four years, and then all the people I've talked to that have been interested in getting some marketing help from uh, me, us, you know, the new company I'm with, and it's one of those things where. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm trying to, I, I got where you see me freak out, walk in the office. I'm like going bonkers where I made this too big of a fucking deal right. instead of just chipping away at it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, I got to make one big fucking master yeah. list. And this I got is like a huge thing. I'm gonna but this will be, do. but this will be more accurate and this will be, this will ultimately save time if I figure this out. Sure. And it the, would. The end product is a big thing. It, but the work I, that goes into it is little tiny works. But it would have to be, and it gets me to plane brain, where like if I sat on a plane from Tampa to LA for five five hour flight, five half hour flight or mm-hmm. whatever, and there's no Wi Fi, right? I would probably I might be able to hammer out that whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, like, but for whatever reason, I I and a lot of people have this. It's a it's a hard. I don't know why that is such an obstacle to go. I'm going to turn everything off. I'm working from home until we get in office. That's distracting as shit for me. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I can get a load of laundry here, get the dishes well, yeah, done that's here. That's the thing. You know, I'll take a break and do those. And then when you're a grown up, you have a never ending list of things that you could be doing. But if, I, if you locked me in a room like old boy for the whole day, uh-huh. I would have done that and I would have been way further ahead instead it's been like it's been a month of being just like going oh fuck what and then you're trying to figure out do you do you figure that out like what's the road to go down because you're behind on both ways now yeah so it is a weird thing to be able to just turn it off and then we got pipe drive crm too so i'm trying to get this all ready for a crm that's what makes it a little difficult too and we don't there's no like we're also writing our internal playbook in our crm like how much? What information do you want on everybody? Yeah. Newsflash, asshole. I know. I will tell you the best thing about being in a B two B area because I'm. I, I think tell one me. thing as we're going through a lot of podcast episodes in the near future is me trying to figure out a strategy that works and then kind of showing you what I got uh, at the end of it to see if we can kind of um, open source it or or like white label it for the show. Yeah. Or at least just show people what we've tried. Well, it's, it helps. So what's cool? What's cool about B two B in a real small to medium business sector? So I say that with, you know, small to medium to a lot of people I mean they think they open a pizza shop on the corner and that's a small business. Technically, you are, but like, if you're really going by like business school, Harvard Business Review, or something, you know, like. Real business stuff, a small business, you're getting about five to ten million in revenue a year. 
I would consider that pizza shop a local business or micro, micro nano mm -hmm. or, or yeah, startup. Yeah. Uh, and so the last four years have been a lot of that group, micro nano local startup, right? Mm -hmm. And so what's good about that is you can kind of go, here's all the things I know. Check it out. Right? There's a lot of cool shit you can tell them yeah. that they don't know yet. Yeah. And that there's something that's uh, satisfying about that. On the B2B level, now I'm kind of going back to a thing where I have to call a lot of people and say, well, here's what I'm doing now. I'm with the, this firm, and uh, if you need anything. And I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah. What's great about it is like you You've can do this. resources now. Well, you can be more uh, blunt. It's like I've got resources for sure. That's great. And it's one of those things, though. But that's why you When I'm doing the, these discovery meetings, it's like, what, how many, what's your revenue? And it's not like a weird conversation where a lot of people don't want to open up their books in a small level. And yeah. Like, you know, I can figure this shit out. Right. Yeah. Like you have a dental a practice. Thing. Yeah. I could probably figure out a yeah. PL yeah. that's close to what yeah. y'all are doing without yeah. you telling me anything. Exactly. And then it's like the thing of like, how many employees do you have? And like, just being able to have that conversation that sometimes it was like they would never tell you. And you're like, but you're not I'm trying to help you. Here. Right. You're not, a, you're not going to. You're not going to do this strategy correctly, and then you're going to employ us to do something you don't know how to manage. So uh -huh. it's one of those things where that's been really nice, where it's a lot more let's get to work. And that's what the B2B sector is always better on. Yeah, I could see it being like they're past the like, do I need this? Can I do this by myself? Can I do, you know, like. Or even entertaining just a, just someone coming out of their way. Like they're not offended if you're talking to them about, hey, do you need help with this? Sure. Well, the, they're grown up businesses. They're like, you've got child businesses and then you've got more mature businesses. That's what's so refreshing about it. It's like, oh, I don't have to like, this isn't daycare like. Yeah. Trying to pull it out of them. Yeah. So uh, more on that. We got a narcissism test I want to talk about uh, later on. We got some other shiz. Oh, wait. Before we go, do you see the Beak Room documentary? Speaking of Netflix. Uh, we started. Uh, we I, I just saw the preview and I was like, oh, yeah, this is our right up our alley. Dude, but, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slamming puss, huh? Yeah. Raping a lot of people. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know he was doing it without permission, but. Um. Yeah, yoga is a weird thing where it's if you're an atheist, probably it really into it, right? You're an atheist that's into it. Uh huh. That becomes your religion. That was kind of my takeaway. Oh, oh, oh for, uh, before I forget, Irishman. Uh, I didn't know a big deal. Um, what's his nose? Pacino's playing uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Uh -huh. I didn't know a he was a big deal, and b my other theory is Andrew Wang is doing a Jimmy Hoffa like move as president. He's going after the drivers to get votes. You know what the number one occupation in the country is? Truck drivers. It's uh, truck drivers, and then you now you can count in the rideshare people that do it part time. Mm. Now you've got now, now I'm giving you universal basic income, a thousand dollars a month. Which, by the way, no one's told me how that doesn't devalue our dollar. But okay, um, just throw that out there right before we're done. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to explain it to you. Someone explain that the micro, macroeconomics of that to me. The devaluation of the dollar is coming from them printing too much of it, not from handing it out. Who's handing? Who's last word. I got the last word. Ah, oh, shit. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. Sweat equity.